With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Con. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a rainy, awful Tuesday. But glad to be back here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Who am I, kids? 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and it's Ken Miller. And we're going to talk about sports with you for the next couple of hours. And thank you for spending some of that time uh, here with us on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. We're going to start with our Tuesday NFL conversation. Tell you right off the bat. Not going to get any Iowa media from Orlando today or tomorrow to a preview. Uh, the game, the Kentucky game, because they are all at practice. And apparently the media is watching practice, including Spencer Petrus taking first team reps at the quarterback position. So we will do a whole bunch of that on Thursday. Tom Cakert is there. Scott Dockerman is there. We'll get them on Thursday. Here's what we have today. We'll start with uh, Dave Sinekin on the number one seed in the NFC Green Bay Packers. We will talk to Nick Athen on the number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs. Bama Bob Trent and I will preview the next couple of days worth of bowl games. And so far, there are about seven or eight of them, seven, I believe, that are scheduled to take place. Fingers crossed that they do. And then Dave Sproul, who just uh, got uh, got turned loose of the Dabo Sweeney Matt Campbell joint press conference for the cheese it bowl he will recap what uh, what was said if anything uh with us at about eleven thirty-five as we take you until noon glad you're with us trent condon good to see you jack and ella your kids i'm guessing um kept you running did jack understand what was going on i mean i know ella did yes uh, did jack get it i think so so he got to visit santa what a week and a half ago whatever mm-hmm. it was he was understanding it and he was talking a lot about our elf on the shelf serena uh-huh. Uh, she's going to live with Santa now. Rudolph is there. So, yeah, he was getting it all. Uh-huh. I think he understood the stocking, and he got the presents that came from Santa and the ones yep. that came from Mom and Dad, and it was uh, it was worth it. You know, I, Christmas Eve, we were up at, at my parents' place, so long drive home that night, get the kids to bed, then getting everything ready under the tree. Mm-hmm. So so what time did Santa get to bed? Uh, 2 a.m. What time did they get Pops up? It was in the sevens. That's not bad. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. It will be worse in the years to come. And Jack was still sleeping. Ella was up, of course, (laughs) first. And so she got to do her stocking uh, before we got under the tree. So it was incredible. You know, these moments. Oh, man. It's it's for kids. Christmas is for kids. It absolutely is. Not without a doubt. And you can't trade it. Just the the special moment, the thoughts, the magic of the season. And I still believe in the magic of Christmas. Good for you, man. Good for you. And there'll come a time be a long time for you, 20, 30 years, that you would give anything to be able to do it again. Yeah. You really and truly would. Um, so good. I'm glad that uh, that the kids had a good time, Mom and Dad. 
uh, provided them a good Christmas and hope everybody out there was um, in the same boat that had a pretty good couple of days. And uh, also put something under the tree, though. It was the wife's present. It was a present for both of us. We're going to go up again to the Bears-Vikings Week 18 game. Good for you. This year, uh, dropping the kids off and my parents on the way up north. And then we get a Saturday in Minneapolis, just her and I. Right. Been a long time for something like that. Good for you. And then to the game. I'm really hoping it is a noon game, though. Well, here's the thing, and maybe maybe you're aware of this. I was not aware of this. There are two games on Saturday. The NFL has not announced who those teams are yet. Could change the plans a little bit. Well, and did you know that? I didn't. I didn't either. But there are two games huh. in Week 18 that will be, I'll use the word flex. Sure. I don't know how they're going to do it. I searched online to see what is out there. It's confirmed that there are two games on Saturday. What is the date of that? Is it the, That would be the 8th. The 8th. You're right. The 9th is the Sunday closing day. So there are two games on the 8th, and I believe ABC and ESPN have them both. Oh, okay. Herb Street and Fowler are doing one. So I remember, yes, hearing that they were doing a game uh-huh. at the end of the season. I guess I just didn't put nor two and two together the, yep, nor and did figure it to out me. that it was going to be on Saturday. All right. Well, I wouldn't get a guess. Bears Vikings is probably not part of the flex. Well, what would you? What would the NFL do though oh, they for want competitive playoff, debt balance? They want playoff contenders and maybe the ones that are standalone. If Team X wins, they they're clinch. in. Right, something right. like that. If they lose, they're out. And want to make it simple as possible because the other thing that they do is they'll shift start times. Yes. If teams are playing at the same time, that impact each other. Mm-hmm. They want them playing at the same time. Absolutely. But about three years ago, they started doing that heavy. There mm-hmm. was every once in a while they'd flex a game or two. But now it seems like they move everything. If there's playoff implications, yep. they're all going to be playing at the same time. Well, we'll see. I, what I what I anticipate, one of them is going to be a you know three o'clock, and the other mm-hmm. one will be a prime time at seven. But uh, we will have football on Saturday the uh, Saturday the eighth. Anyways, well, hopefully, fingers crossed that it is Sunday, so you can get up there, have a Saturday, mm-hmm. and um, in the Twin Cities, beautiful city. It is. I yeah, love Minneapolis. City. Haven't. Haven't been there without kids in a long time either, and <laughs> right. our friends and family that are up there that live in Minneapolis is always fun to get together with them. Good. Maybe have a dinner just us, and uh, yeah, good Christmas present. I was thinking this year. Yeah, you were. That was well done. So have you got your tickets already? No looking. Um, uh-huh. My buddy, uh, who I've talked about before, is in my wedding. Single guy. Late 30s. Oh, you've living stayed the there, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember Stayed that. with him in the Final Four. Right, yeah. Has a great condo, and he also has season tickets. He has three of them. And want to see if the two guys that he has the tickets mm-hmm. with plan on going. If not, maybe just buy with him. And then, well, there's, I mean, what's on the line, really? I mean, right it, now it the could Vikings, be the Vikings. I mean, I guess it could. They need help, but yes. right now they're scheduled to draft twelfth. That's nuts. Twelve, anywhere from being a playoff team. Right now they're in the twelfth hole. That's wild. Uh, for those of you who follow teams that are uh, out of it, we need the Broncos to get another win. Oh, still, so you can cash your ticket? Yeah, they're still stuck at seven. Well, if they do, it's going to be this week when they go to take on the Chargers. Unless Kansas City has nothing to see, play See, I don't for. think they will. I mean, you saw Tennessee. I did. Oof. I but didn't see that NFL. coming. And no, you're 100% right. It's, it's it's the, the NFL. Char- did you have the Chargers losing no, to Houston? No. And Houston in the points. I yeah, did not have well, them winning that game. Winning it just in They clobbered them. So I got a question for you. You love Justin Herbert. I do. Who do you love more, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. That dude's a stud. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking of a comp listening. I I was listening to an NFL conversation on the way in this morning, and I was just trying to think of a comp for Joe Burrow. And this popped into my mind. Joe Montana. Well. I I know it's it's, it's a little. The 49ers were a pretty bad organization before he got Mm -hmm. there, and he completely Mm -hmm. changed, and they were the team of the 80s. Mm -hmm. 
Joe Burrow, he's got that gifted. He's got it. He does. He had it at LSU. Now he has really good receivers at he LSU. He did, but LSU's always had great receivers. That's true, and now they're now he's got one of them with him in Cincinnati. Receivers has never been a problem at LSU. He was usually quarterback. That's true. And it was just offense That's in general. That's true. Les Miles National Championship. Yep. Even Saban's Championship. Yep. There was not an offensive team, and he became and made them an mm-hmm. offensive team. There's just something about that guy. You get one. It's Burrow. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. You know I love Joe Burrow. I yeah. love Joe Burrow. Um He's going to be fun to watch for the rest of his career. Man, he put on a show this past weekend. I love what he did to the Ravens, <laughs> kind of running it up and uh, you know, f- throw, still throwing the ball when the, when the game was uh, no longer in doubt. Anyways, fun weekend of the NFL. So every time you see a game like Joe Burrow had, mm-hmm. they bring up Norm Van Brocklin. Uh-huh. I would love to see the game film of that one where he oh, threw oh for the 580 yeah. yards, whatever it is, the NFL record, because it was in an era – they didn't teams, throw the football. But not at that level. No. What what it looked like, how it was played, mm-hmm. was it just a bunch of 80-yard High bombs? High-top shoes. <laughs> right. and, and guys running away, running a 4.8 or a 4.9 and running away from whoever was chasing them? That's a rabbit hole I need to go down some night yeah. on YouTube and just see what exactly that looked like at that time. Where it was a completely different era, and yet every time a game like that. Uh-huh. I remember the Warren Moon game in 1991. I remember these games but I have no recollection. Mm-hmm. I've never read the story about the way the game was, anything like that, of Norm Van Brocklin. Well, here's a rabbit hole you can go down that's kind of here and now. You have to watch Madden. It's Madden, on the DVR. It is so good. Now, I watched two documentaries over the weekend, Get Back, which is amazing, and Madden. And I kind of feel like I was watching the Beatles when I was watching Madden because that's what he is. Mm-hmm. He's to the, the to broadcasting what the Beatles were to music. Um, what a life he had. And just some of the things you forget about this, Catra. I mean, I don't remember him. I do. I didn't. Busting through drywall into a bar. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, he was a cash cow. He had so many irons and so many fires. Uh, as he said, as he said in the documentary, he was a, business, a great businessman. Troy Aikman maybe had the line of the. Of, I mean, I don't think he meant it to be. He said that basically John Madden narrated his career, and that, and all of the Cowboys at that yes. time because that's and Madden bouncing around and you know starting down the chain with. I mean, look at the guys. He worked with Jack Buck. He worked with Vince Scully. Uh, he worked with Bob Costas. And then, obviously, the magic that Summerall and Madden had, and then in the end, that uh, Madden and Al Michaels had. That was phenomenal. The Beatles, my God. They're just incredible. It's worth the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Watching these cats write songs, songs that you've heard, if you're you know, in your 60s, in your 70s, maybe in your 50s, this is our lives, the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. And watching Get Back... JoJo left his home in China, Tucson, Arizona, right? And now it's just amazing. If you haven't watched it, if you if you get a chance, it's long. The first uh, first uh, part of the three parter is isn't the best of them. But okay. man, oh man, oh man, it was great. The bowl games. It's uh, which uh, did any bowl uh, resonate with you more than others? What we've seen so far, I haven't honestly. NBA, I didn't watch any on. Christmas I didn't watch Day. it. I didn't watch a, a single shot. Didn't nope. see anything on that day. Was ready for the Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, me too. And that one was taken away. <laughs> right. Yesterday, it's funny because we had, I had somebody on my walk uh-huh. and someone on Twitter read, what are you guys going to do about Claxons? Oh, yes. Because that was our Claxons tiebreaker. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's too bad. It's a Christmas Eve. I watched Peyton's Place. I watched a binge watch Peyton Place. Christmas Day became the NFL. Uh-huh. Didn't watch any of the cat or Camellia Bowl. No, Ge- I was watching State. Madden. Yeah, Ball State, Georgia State, nothing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were driving during UCF of Florida, so didn't see much of that until the end. It just, bowl games haven't got there. And yeah. with all these cancellations, it's more and more difficult. Yeah. Today, it ramps up. It, and it looks like we're going to get the full yep. complement. At least as of right now, mm-hmm. we're going to Likewise get Likewise tomorrow, fingers crossed. Yes. So we get through that. We get through these next couple of days. I think I'll be back into it. But college football, here's something for you. Best regular season, arguably, in sport. I mean, the, the arguing, yeah. the, the polls, the, yeah. It, it, yeah. it is so the incredible. The Tuesday show. Yes. Right. How, how you have this sport that is weird yeah. and goofy and you got teams from all over the country. We, and you got different levels. We start in June, waiting for the magazines. Go to July with the with the uh, press conferences, the uh, um, you know Big Ten media days, mm-hmm. those type of things. Big Ten, twelve, whatever. And then we get into the the practice, into the it's 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 amazing. Yes, to your point. And then you get this break, and you get this lull, and you just mm-hmm. expect everybody to jump back in. I know TV numbers going to be good for the bowl games, but they will. How much better it could be with the playoffs that would have started, right? Yeah. And you you have playoff games to talk yeah. about, and you don't lose that momentum of the season because even for me, who is as big a college football fan as you're going to find, right? Momentum's lost, and it's it's hard to uh-huh. kind of ramp back up into it. We're we're looking at New Year's Day on Saturday. I just don't feel I don't have a great tugging at me. I think the you'll get there by then. By then, but it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. And hopefully, everybody gets at least something what they want. We mm-hmm. get the twelve team playoff. It will improve things. I think dramatically. Well, you won't that see the, the opt outs. I don't think. I don't think not you'll for see, playoff games. No, not uh, you won't see. You won't. You'll still see some, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think you'll see. Look, I think Brees Hall plays if Iowa State's in the playoff. Oh no, don't. Yeah, I, I really do. Tyler Goodson's playing. Yeah, I think they're both playing. Right. Um, the the, the opt outs that we saw yesterday from Ohio State. Right. I think the receivers play. Yes. Uh, in the football game, they're not playing in the Rose Bowl. But they'd play for a playoff. They game. would play for, and how about that? I mean, if that doesn't drive home the point, what these these guys are opting out of the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them right? all, right? And it's still not big enough. I get it. I'm a huge proponent. This is the biggest, without a doubt, period of their lives as they prepare for that job interview. But if it's a playoff, I think that they play. What does it do to the bowl games? Honestly, anymore, I don't care. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing for the sport? And the best thing mm-hmm. for the sport is to have an expanded playoff, to have more teams available, to get in there, to have those games in November and into December really matter on a big scale. Teams vying for position. All those things are going to be so important. Do it right. Get it done. Figure this thing out sooner rather than later. And you can't have this dangling for another three, four years. You just can't. No. This has to be right. done by 2023 and have it in place next season, the final round of the four-team playoff, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Again, what these commissioners, they look at so many different things. I understand ultimately it's a business for them. What's best And they're for all the looking sport? out for their own conference, and that's because there's no leadership. Right. There's no leadership. And they need that. They will need they ever a, get it? They need a, well, I want to think that they will because that makes sense. But then at the same time, what you just said, Mm -hmm. it makes too much sense. I I don't know. Uh, We've been harping about it for a long time. I mean, they need it. You need a single voice and you're not getting that at this point. So 
We shall see. Uh, Iowa State Clemson tomorrow. Uh, that's a 445. Of course, the bus has that. Uh, we have to wait until Saturday for Iowa and Kentucky. Uh, that is a noon kickoff on ABC. Is Mediacom still in the ABC fight? Yes. Oh, well. Yeah. Still there. You can uh-huh. get it with the rabbit ears. Right. You can get the digital. You can go that route. Yeah, you can find ways to get around yes, it, yeah. right? But that's that's gone. How long has that gone on? Almost a year, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah. Ooh. Pushing that direction. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way of the world, though, isn't yeah. it? Uh, we're seeing, we saw a lot of college basketball games shelved. Mm-hmm. I was still on tomorrow night, right? As far as, as we of know. right now, yeah, against right Western now. Illinois. A much improved Leatherneck squad. That is not going to be the cakewalk. Okay. Maybe some people are anticipating against the Leathernecks. You think of all these tomato cans that they played this mm-hmm. year. This one's going to be a little different. Well, that's good. It'll test him in advance Coach of the Jeter's, Big Ten play. He's got a good squad. He's uh, recruited very well, got some Chicago land, used his ties to Chicago, bring some players over there. So Western Illinois, I'm going to guess Iowa will be still probably a 17, 18 point mm-hmm. favorite. If it's right that number, I think I'm grabbing the leather next. Speaking right of numbers, how many, how did you do in your picks? Do you remember? Uh, 0 and 4. You were? Yes, I got clubbed. Holy man. We were opposite. You had another good week. You're chipping back yeah, away. Yeah, three and back one, and then I, I lost one. I lost the, um, what game did I lose? You lost. I lost the Weibull. Yeah, yep. you had Memphis. Yep. So do you want to pick a game today nope. to get to five? Can I pick a game today to try to get to five? Sure. I don't know if I want to. Maybe just take my 0 for 4 and move on. Yeah, if I had to, I think I would take, um, well, it's one of the two late games. Okay. I think Mississippi, that's a lot of points. It's a ton of points. And, and uh, I mean, I think Leach is going to want to kill Texas Tech. He I mean, he brought, up the, he brought up the lawsuit yesterday. Of course. I mean, that, that, that left a mark. I do think Houston will give Auburn all they want. I have no opinion on Air Force Louisville. I like Minnesota. I like the Big Ten to knock off the Big 12. But if I had to take one, I think I would take the Holiday Bowl. Take the Holiday Bowl. And you're on the Euclid NC side? State. You're on NC State. Yeah. Our team from before the season. Right. I love it. They set the number at six, right? With Drake's own Dave Doran. Drake's own Dave Doran, right? <laughs> Running there, uh, just under a field goal in that one. Mm-hmm. I also like that one. And another part that I love about you know these bowl games that you get deeper is you start to make these grand generalizations about what a conference is. Yeah. It ultimately doesn't matter. Yeah, it's about it each and every single right. matchup. But I can already see it tonight. It's a late night game. People are going to be getting into the sauce, and you're going to see Cyhawk <laughs> Twitter uh-huh. getting into it in a stupid good. West Virginia Minnesota game. You know what's going to happen? Sure, good. It, it, it happens seemingly every single time. You get Big Ten versus uh-huh. Big Twelve, and somebody pokes the other side, and then it just gets going. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it, it, it moves the needle, right, from, from what we do. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if I – I mean, I like Minnesota. You like the Gophers. And they got a the weird defensive number. coordinator back who – what's his name, Siaco? Soraka. Soraka. Kirk Soraka, yeah. Kirk Soraka, who was so good at Minnesota, then went to West Virginia. Well, he was at Penn State in between. Penn State, West Virginia, yep. now back to Minnesota. He said he is not going to be calling plays. Uh-huh. They talked to both sides, and uh-huh. Phil Fleck made the phone call and, and talked to Neil Brown. Hey, we're, we're not going to have him making calls here. That wouldn't be fair to you. But he's in meetings all week. Of course he is. And what that it's means for West ourselves. Virginia, I mean, they have to change all their signals, right? Mm-hmm. They have to do everything differently leading into this game. Plus, you don't have Letty Brown. That's a blow. Yeah, Gophers. Yeah, I'm with you on the Gophers. I, I'm with you on the Gophers. Um, what do you want to do? You want is, is that going to be your nah, pick? You can get a four and one, and you can still. That's another win for you. You need wins. I know I do. You're still a ways behind. A ways behind. I'm buried. I'm 44 and 40 now. Mm-hmm. You are 35 and 48. 
So in our Bet Rivers contest that you and I and Sipker and Hawkeyes on Twitter at Hawkeyes, uh, Andrew Downs, um, and the Quad City Rock and the Quad Cities Rock Station, yeah. Um, who's who's leading that contest? As I we think play both for AD rights? and Sipker are towards the top. Are they? They have at least added. So we to their started bankroll. with two fifty, and they're on the plus side. Yes, I think they're both around two seventy five, something like okay. that. Have you a, cashed I, a ticket? No, neither have I. I got my money back yesterday because one of the guys that had as a touchdown score didn't play. Oh, so, you got so I got my five got bucks back. Yeah. That was the best that I've done to this point. Is get my money back. It has been ugly. So Jeez. today, well, what do you do? You just go, and I'm going to bet everything. And I'm going to bet a round robin, and round robin means I have 56 bets out there today <laughs> with all the two-teamers, the three-team parlays, four, five. And you used every one of the games? Every one of the games, also Jeez. a total in there. So I got six total events, if you will, and a way to lose money. It's a fun contest, though. And that no, trophy, you saw the picture. I haven't seen. Where was the picture? He, uh, we got email yesterday. Oh, I didn't look at my email. Yes, and it is a nice. beauty. Well, it's bragging rights, right? Yes. As much as anything. Uh, by the way, if you like sports wagering, well, you're going to like the show. Uh, and we have Mike Palm, our friend from Circu, who joins us every week. And that will be tomorrow. Uh, if you um, like to listen to Mike Palm, and we get a lot of feedback on mm-hmm. the native Iowan, who is now a... A muckety-muck with our friends at Circa. He will join us tomorrow at 1045. And you and I are at the Chicken Coop for tomorrow's show, correct? Yes, we are. A little build-up leading into the Iowa State game. We'll be there 10 to noon. Stop by. Have some great wings, great Mm -hmm. food all over the place. And if you're taking a half day from work... Just hang out till four forty five kickoff. What do you do? Are you gonna stick around? I'll be around, yeah. Will you? I told you, it's a short Uber ride home. It's really short for you. Yes. Really short for you. I'm going to load up on wings and make a run for Ank. <laughs> get in your seat, get settled, and get ready to go and have some great wings Yeah, afterwards. I mean, that we lo- we lost the early game yesterday, but um, what did we get? Vautech in Maryland, right? Is, is And then uh, after the Iowa State-Clemson game is um, is Oregon and Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's, I'm looking forward to that maybe as much as, other than the two, you know, needle movers, that, that's one I want to watch, the Alamo Bowl. I'm right there with you. I think that one's going to be fun. Thursday, another full complement of games into another late night game. Arizona State, mm. Wisconsin, two great defenses, two yep. limited offenses in that one. Total 41 and a half, seems high. Do you have a feel yet as to, if you, if you had to make your pick today uh, on the playoff games? Do you have a feel? I think I'm grabbing the points in both. Are you? Yeah. 13 and a half seems like a lot. It does. And what is it? Eight and a half now? Uh, Michigan, Georgia? It's eight and a half or seven and a half? Uh, eight and a half was the last that I saw. You know what? I got it in front of me. Let me go look here. It is. Uh, I see a seven and a half, though. Do you? Yeah, that it popped up mm-hmm. uh, right on my app here. That's seven and a half across the board. Wow. Circa. So there has been MGM. some Michigan money that has yep. come in here recently. Apparently. That. Trent, I like Michigan, and I, I've told you this since the jump. Mm-hmm. I love Michigan in this football game. Does Everybody loves Michigan, though. Well, it's the, they, they, they just won the, the offensive line trophy. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yes, they're going to go up against a good defensive front, but they're going. But George's defense is going up against a uh, a Joe Moore winning offensive line. Um, I think this is a coin flip game. I really do, a complete coin flip game. Before we saw, and Alabama, I like Michigan's offense better than George's offense. Before we saw Alabama do what they did though in that SEC championship game, we're talking about historically one of the best defenses of all mm-hmm. time. I mean, this rivals the 2011 Alabama defense. This was at that level. Yep. They got beat. Yep. Alabama had a game plan, and they got beat. Are we overrating one game? Are we overrating that one game so much that 
we forget just how good Georgia was. And they were, they were. Look, they were doofed for a stinker. It, it's unfortunate. And Kate came McNamara is not great. Yeah, but I think he's okay. He's okay. He's and playing I, his best football. But okay is I don't know if it's good enough against this defense. Well, I think they'll run the ball behind the, the offensive you do. line. I, I do. Nobody's been able to run the line the ball against Georgia though. But they look at the. I mean, the, the Michigan's O line. You saw them in the in Indianapolis. I did. I just think maybe we're overstating a little bit, and that's where it's Well, I love from. the points. Yes. Regardless. Yes. And I'm going to bet Michigan outright, but I love the points. If you're giving me more than a touchdown, and then the late game, I'm the same way as you. Not the late game. That's the, that's the game. late game. Yeah. The early game, Alabama-Cincinnati, two touchdowns? I don't know. What's the anatomy of them hanging around at the very least? You know, it's we're in the end of the third quarter. It's 20 317. Well, how does Cincinnati get there? Red zone stops, holding that, down the field goals. Uh, maybe a couple of turnovers because this is a good. I mean, their secondary, Cincinnati's secondary is legit. Absolutely how, legit. One thing that I, I was really surprised by, and, and some people talked about this after the SEC championship, is how Georgia, what's the term? Basically, we're good enough, we don't have to change. Mm-hmm. And how, as the game evolved, they still were doing what we do because we played so well. Yep. Alabama had a great game plan, and they'll have a great game plan, I'm sure, again. But, you know, that offense has been slow starting for Alabama basically every game. Well, even the SEC championship game, they were down 10 nothing to Georgia in that game, too. Cincinnati can get that early blow, you know, get up 7 nothing right could, away. Trent. Ooh, if they could, Trent. What's Michigan to win it all? Uh, they were seven to one, I think. When the when the when the uh, that's what I saw because I was looking at Bet Rivers mm-hmm. for a contest to see should I dabble on that um, one and try to get they're back seven and a half to one now. Seven and Consensus a half to seven one. and a half to one. So you're talking about Alabama fifth. six to five, Georgia buck thirty five, Cincinnati you can get them at fourteen to one. Seven and a half to one on Michigan. Win two games, I beat Georgia guess. Alabama back to back though. To that's get asking a lot. Now, if you get the first win against Georgia, you can hedge back the other way. You can guarantee yourself a profit. And maybe that's the way to play it. Um, we, we shall see. All right, we're going to do some NFL, get back to the college. We're going to obviously dwell on this a lot. Dave Sproul is going to join us in about an hour from now. Uh, it'll be a little bit longer than that. Now, about roughly 1130-ish for Sproul. Uh, he was at Sweeney's and Campbell's joint press conference this morning. He's in Orlando. He's going to join us today, also tomorrow, uh, as we'll preview uh, the Cheez-It Bowl with our friend Dave Sproul. Look forward to that conversation, 1130 today. 10.30 tomorrow. Bama Bob is going to... Uh, and Trent and I, we're going to take a look at the games today and the games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Going around college football. Four games today, three games tomorrow. Had a caller ask, what happens when these guys opt out? Now, I believe that it is kind of just depends on what the program wants to do. Can as they far go, as going to the game? Can they go to the bowl game? Well, Brees Hall, sir. Right. right. And... and what it all entails. I think it just depends on the coaches, right? Yeah. And what their decision or the is. Players. I mean, the players might have left and they're gone right. to wherever they're going to train. For There's their... like that big place in Arizona that a lot of the guys Florida go as to. well. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that is. I think it's all up to. I don't think the there's individual. a one size fits all. Right. Yeah. I think it's. I think there's a really. Um, Brees Hall's there, and they're glad to have. And Matt him Campbell there. has been Absolutely. singing his praises. Yep. Good work out of Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll get into the NFL with the two one seeds. They're two regional teams. Boy, I love when that happens, right? We get two regional teams that have a chance to go a long way in the NFL playoffs. 
Uh, if if somebody's come across how they're going to determine, they being the NFL is going to determine who's going to play on Saturday of Week 18, January the 8th, there are two games. I'd love to know. I'd love to know the formula, uh, how they're going to determine who's going to play, because I can't find it. Not saying it's not out there, but I cannot find it. Anyways, we'll come back. Dave Sinekin first. Nick Athen, Bama Bob Trent and I around college football. Dave Sproul live from Orlando. That's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We're Miller and Condon. Underway on a Tuesday, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 in West Des Moines. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our friend Dave Sinekin. Dave, you can read his blog if you're a Packers fan, if you're an NFC North fan, if you hate the Packers, uh, whatever. Uh, Dave Sinekin writes theheadcheese.com. You also hear him on the weekends on KFAN Packer Preview. You can hear him this week. Uh, I think he was doing afternoon drive yesterday in the Twin Cities on our sister station there, KFAN. Hello, Dave Sinekin. Trenton Ken, how are you? I'm great, guys. Hope you had a great holiday and... Uh for another week of football as long as we have enough players to play. Isn't that something that it's the the uh, the COVID has just hit, hit incredibly hard and decimated rosters uh, last night's uh, Monday Night Football is certainly a perfect example of exactly. that. You know, Dave, I want to start with Aaron Rodgers who, boy, oh boy, he sure sounds like a guy that's uh, had an about face on, on how he feels and where he wants to go. Maybe I'm reading it totally wrong. I heard him say a number, this is a special place. This is a special place. The record's mean something to him. Lambeau Field clearly resonates with him. Dave, I just don't see a divorce coming. I really don't. I hope he stays there. I know Trent doesn't. Vikings fans don't. I get that. Where are you, Dave? Do you think... What would you say? Is it still 50-50 he leaves? I just think he's going to stay listening to him. Yeah, I mean, if you read through the tea leaves in the last six weeks, even the national... Um, dialogue seems to be everybody seems to believe that they've patched fences they're very quick to show us photos on twitter of aaron Rodgers hugging brian gutekunst before practice and mm. everything seems wonderful I, I i still though i'm not convinced that they're going to figure out a way to tear up his deal and and sign with three more years and admit that you know they took a gamble drafted love and and thought that maybe Rodgers was declining and it was time to look forward and obviously he's about to win his second straight MVP award, I, I don't know. I, I've been pretty steadfast that I thought this was a last dance season all along. I, I'm starting to peel back a little, but uh, you, you asked me to go to Vegas and, and put my money down. I, I'm still saying it's the last year for Rodgers and Green Bay. Um, but yeah, like you said, I hope I'm wrong. I, how do you not want to enjoy watching he and Devontae right. Adams do their thing week in, week out? So I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I just have a feeling it's all going well and they're going to shake hands and and part ways, and maybe uh, he ends up with your favorite team next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did see this scenario. How about this one? I think first and second round pick this year, first round pick next year, and Judy uh, Jerry Judy for Rodgers, and then the Broncos spend all this cap money because they're flush and go out and spend it on Devontae Adams and reunite wow. Rodgers and Adams. And how do you sell yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm all about that. Right. You know, with that defense in place, that, yeah. that's a pretty good deal. Um, I, I do think Denver would be one of the, the likely landing spots because they they do have a receiver or two that might uh, attract Green Bay, who has no Green Bay, no wide receivers under contract for next season mm-hmm. right now. So that is going to be a position of need. 
a couple ones, a couple twos. I mean, that's probably the asking price, and it's going to be fun for a lot of people to kind of figure out what kind of packages might entice Green Bay. But uh, as you can imagine, right now, that's the furthest thing from my mind. I'm hoping that, that everybody stays healthy and this NFC runs through Lambeau and let me get one more shot at another ring here. In order to run through Lambeau, they got to keep winning. Of course, it's the Vikings this week back at home Sunday night football. Ten players on the reserve COVID list currently. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kevin King among the headliners amongst that group. What's the latest on the COVID front as it continues to ravage not just the Packers, but across the league? Yeah, it's it's getting a little dire. There's, I think, 10 or 12 players now for Green Bay. They hmm. added four yesterday, including punt returner Amari Rodgers. Um, you mentioned the two you know, biggest contributors, MBS and Kevin King, although King doesn't play a lot right now. So it's kind of been backups that have been nicked. But, you know, every day, Matt LaFleur said, I get a text from my head trainer and I just cringe and sort of with one eye look and see who's next. So it, it's, you know, they're getting hit like a lot of teams are. They haven't lost a number of frontline guys as of this moment. Um, but obviously it's, it's a concern every day until you get to about an hour before kickoff. You can finally exhale and say, all right, we know these guys are available to play. Uh, Minnesota's been hit to a degree and not as bad as Green Bay this week. They put their starting guard, Ole Udo, on the list yesterday. Um, but, you know, it's Tuesday. These rosters might look a whole lot different by Friday. Dave, do you take, um, take, put any, um, I don't know, a, a negative check mark? The Baltimore game, it got close at the end. Cleveland, likewise, seemed like that game was – um, you know, closer than it should have been. Did, did you put anything in the fact that they're not closing? They're still winning the football game, and that's what it's about at the end of the day. But they're maybe closer than some people think that they should be. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're playing at home on Christmas night, and you get four interceptions, and you sack Mayfield five times, and, and you don't turn the ball over, and you win by two points, That that's a concern. You know, they scored three points in the second half of that game after scoring 21 in the first half off of three interceptions. And it's they just can't seem to get their offense going in the second half the last two weeks. They get a little conservative with uh, double-score leads of late, and that's been a, a criticism, just keep the foot on the gas. So I think the offense needs to just stay a little, little more dynamic with a lead and, and not just try to ride things out. Um, you know, you could point to the replacements on the offensive line, you know, not having Cobb and Tunyon and some of the offensive weapons. But, man, I mean, you just run the ball down their throat and find a way to get it done. And they weren't able to do that. Saturday and and the run defense has been just terrible the last two weeks and that was something that really had been a strength of this defense it actually kind of turned oddly enough when they lost Whitney Merciless their midseason mm-hmm. pickup really had sort of protected the edges and did a really nice job he still had speed at his age and since he's gone out things have really turned and they've got to protect the edges for uh, dynamic running backs if Dalvin Cook's back Sunday he can feast on the sidelines the way Green Bay's defense is is playing the run. So that's something that has to get a whole lot better for sure. But you're right. Ultimately, they're finding ways to win. It's all right in front of them. And, and if Dallas steps, you know, missteps once here in the last two weeks, then even Green Bay could afford the one loss. So uh, it couldn't be set up really better for them at this point. Pretty odd to find uh, something intriguing like this towards the end of the season. But they go to the CFL for returner. Devontae Dedman, I don't know if Ken knows this guy, played for Ottawa, had three returns for a touchdown, two punts and a kick this season, a great returner, and their their return game has been, well, frankly, awful this year. 29th in punt returns, 30th in kick return yardage this season. Any hope at all that this is the guy that can become elixir and maybe pick up a few of those hidden yards? 
Man, I would love to see it. It's been a problem for years in Green Bay. They brought in Tyler Irvin uh, a year or two ago, and he looked good till he got hurt, and Tavon Austin. Um, they even put Randall Cobb back there a few weeks ago before he got hurt because Rodgers, the, the rookie from Clemson, had been struggling so much. And I've, I've often said at this point, just don't put anybody back there. I'll trust Rodgers <laughs> yeah. to get a drive going no matter where they start from rather than the chance of muffing a punt or doing something really stupid. But, yeah, I, I would have thought during the bye week, which came late, and they knew they had that issue, they might have brought some returners in uh, to see what they could find. But there's got to be guys out there that are skilled at that particular talent. We've seen both the Packers and Vikings get um, beaten by punt returns for touchdowns here the last couple weeks. Uh, I'm not looking for a guy that can return it for a touchdown. I want a guy that can catch the ball, maybe give me three or four yards, and then let Rodgers come out and do his thing. It's uh, It's been a real concern, a real problem. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see them find somebody like that. Uh, Dave, have you glanced at the long-range weather forecast for Sunday night, Lambeau Field outdoors? I mean, sp- pretty special place. Uh, div- uh, N- uh, NFC North, divisional rival. I mean, Vikings, Lambeau. Oh, my gosh. The storylines <laughs> write themselves. What's the weather? Have you seen it? Yeah, it's going to be cold. There's no snow in the forecast, but... High on Sunday in Green Bay, I think it's 12 degrees. Oh, so you beautiful. figure by, by kickoff, we're looking at six, seven, eight degrees. So, yeah, it'll be a chilly night at Lambeau. And, you know, the real question is how badly do the Vikings want to be there mm-hmm. after, you know, they're looking at about a 10% chance of reaching the playoffs at this point. It is a rivalry game. They won at Lambeau last year. They've beaten Green Bay two straight times. Uh, they probably know they're playing for a coach who's on his way out. Yep. So I'm real curious about the motivation for the Vikings, and if they come in there really hyped up, I just hope my team matches that. He's the headcheese.com. You can hear him on KFAN on uh, Saturday morning, Sunday for the Packer preview, and filling in what, what, how many shifts you got now for the rest of the week um, at KFAN? Yeah, I'm kind of the utility man. I don't yeah. really find out till the day before. Okay. So, as, as it stands right now, I think I'm off till Saturday. Good stuff. Thank you, Dave Sinekin. We'll talk with you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks. Happy New Year, Happy Dave. New Year, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Good Bye-bye. to talk to you, Dave Sinekin. Headcheese.com. From the NFC's number one C to the AFC, Nick Athen, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com, will join us next. Miller and Condon, 106.3. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Baron Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO from the one seed in the NFC to the one seed in the AFC. Nick Athen covers those Kansas City Chiefs for PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Graphite Construction, uh, they sponsor our Kansas City conversation with our friend Nick Athen. Boy, oh boy, Nick. Uh, Chiefs, Bengals. Didn't see this one coming as appointment TV on week 17, but that's where we're at. (laughs) Joe Burrow's a hell of a quarterback. You watch him, you know. Uh, He's going up a pretty good one uh, (laughs) on the Chiefs' sideline as well. How are you? Sure. I'm doing great, guys. I hope you had a great Christmas. Indeed we did. You've got a little one, too, at home. Um, How did that go over? Uh, Well, he got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. In the backseat right now, playing on the tablet, so... 
Uh, we'll we'll do our best here, but no, he had a great Christmas. We all did. Good stuff. Well, Nick, uh, let's get to Kansas City and where they're at. They're in the driver's seat. They've got uh, yep. on the road at Cincy this week before they go to Denver to take on uh, to, when the curtain comes down on Vic Fangio's Broncos career. Um, yeah, obviously this is uh, this this weekend's game has a lot more intrigue. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Let's start there. Perhaps not as bad as was first feared. Uh, sounds like it's week to week for him. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, fortunately, they've got Gore and Williams, who are a pretty mighty combination, you know, against the Steelers uh, on Sunday. So that definitely helped. Uh, my understanding is that he's going to be fine. He's he may miss a game. Um, he could play this week. He's, you know, I mean, he, he. I can give him some criticism on how he runs and not cutting back and things like that. But his toughness, you know, is un, un, unquestionable. He's if he can play this weekend. I mean, I think they're going to need all three running backs. To be honest with you. Because um, I think it's a good, it's a good healthy mix uh, to bring in three guys that can do three different things with rested legs. Um, and uh, but I, I think he's going to be okay. Opening touchdown, they march down, get out to an early lead. There were so many questions. Of course, thirteen players at one point were on the COVID yep. list. Kelsey wasn't able to go. A couple other starters, but it shows you also, I think, the depth of this team. But maybe most importantly the strength of the organization as a whole. We've seen plenty of these teams that have had these kind of opt-outs that haven't been able to answer the bell. Chiefs, they were ready to go from the get-go. Yeah, they they have. I mean, I I, I saw some stuff this morning and it's really not been talked about, but the toughness of the team and the leadership of Andy Reid, it's unquestionable. I mean, just think about it. From the Super Bowl, the four days of the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl, a lot of question marks. You know, starting off slow, having a few injuries to deal with, and everybody saying that this team was no good anymore, they were going to miss the playoffs. And somehow Andy kept the glue together because he knew eventually they were going to figure it out. And, you know, when they're out firing in the first half like they were, you know, in the last few weeks and they're scoring points, you know, there's not going to be too many teams that are going to be able to come back from that. Clearly, you know, Pittsburgh wasn't going to. This game was over in the second quarter. Um, but I, I think that the depth, is is really, you know, I take it as a badge of honor. You know, Kelsey's out. Hill basically caught two passes, mm-hmm. and yet Mahomes threw for what two fifty yeah. three hundred yards. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, I guess the narrative about Patrick Mahomes not being able to, you know, have a good game without his weapons is is out the window because a lot of guys just looked up and he put the ball out. He didn't focus on anybody, which I think is a good thing for him. Kills 100%, and Kelsey's 100%. Well, and I mean, I didn't have Byron Pringle having the game that he had to back up no, your point, right. Nick. I mean, uh, yeah, you're, there's no Travis Kelsey who's as big of a weapon as there is in the league. Likewise, Tyreek Hill, as you mentioned, he caught two balls for, I think, under 20 yards and three touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes and north of 250 as far as uh, passing yards. But Byron Pringle was terrific, and even Hardman, who, you know, you've been yeah. critical of him over the years, and I don't think sure. it's been unfair by any means. I mean, they both had good games. So your point is that they've developed some depth behind those two go-to guys. You know what was interesting for, for, a, for a, a nerd like me who watches, uh, you know, routes and patterns, they were running the same plays at the tight end position, the wide receiver position, as if Hill and Kelsey were in the game, which, you know, you normally you don't do, and you normally don't have the confidence. You know, Pringle is not Tyreek Hill, and Blake Bell is certainly not Travis Kelsey. Uh, but they ran the same routes, and they ran the same things that they did when those guys were there. And that tells me that they are maturing. 
You know, Hardman has all the talent in the world. He just hasn't been able to put it together. Pringle's been around for, what, four or five years now. Local kid from Kansas State. You know, had some, has had some success in this offense. Has had some drops. But they just never – he's never doubted himself. And so I just think the fact that he stuck to the game plan, so, okay, this is what we're going to run. We're just going to plug this guy in so that guy and have the confidence to do it. And then, again, to pull it off, that's, that's a heck of a feat. You mentioned the uh, Pringle touchdown, and – one thing that was brought up by Brian Baldinger, I, I really like what he does, the Baldy breakdowns on Twitter, mm-hmm. and sure. some of the little nuances of the game, and something that I certainly didn't catch during the game, he put it to his offensive line right after that touchdown, giving him so much time to move around. Yep. That offensive line has, has come to an absolutely high level from what we saw back in yeah, October to what point. they are right now. Offensive line, but then also Mahomes, just being that kind of leader, not pointing to the guy that caught a right. touchdown, one of the few of his career, but right away pointing to his offensive line. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is bringing together. I mean, that's not going anywhere. You know, that, that, that's the case. You know, Nick, we're really having trouble with your phone, man. I think I think we've I think we've lost you. Work, um, but he played great. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're going in and out, yeah. Nick. It's really tough. How about now? Is that better? Yep, you're fine now. Go ahead, finish your point. Okay, all right, great. So, I mean, I think this offensive line is is mature. They've grown together. Um, I think the tackle position is still something that they have to address. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they either need to get these guys to play a little bit more sound, but you know, I think all in all, from where we're at from the Super Bowl to September, October, um, I think the Chiefs offensive line is in pretty good shape and is definitely ready for the stretch run. Did you watch Madden? Sure, but I haven't I haven't finished it, but I what I what I saw was pretty amazing. Indeed it is. Nick, you uh, we're having trouble hearing you. We appreciate it. We'll reconnect with you next week. Thank you, Nick Athen. All right. Happy New Year. Thank you, Nick. Nick Athen. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com, Graphite Construction. Apologize for that. Cell phones stilt. Yes. This many years into it. Still uh, happens. Yeah, it still happens when you get in a bad spot. So at Cincinnati, it's a tough game. They win that one, though. Do they have it locked up with a win? If Tennessee takes care of business, no. If Tennessee wins out, they get in. Tennessee wins. If, if, if Assuming that Kansas City gives back a game. Right. Um Titans have the head-to-head against them. They do. So this is why I think they're going to get to Denver needing that game. The Titans this week are home for the Dolphins. Dolphins, look, you watched them last night. I don't I don't think they're that good. They won seven straight games. And they had a seven-game losing streak. I know. And never happened before until this year. Lose seven in a row, win seven in a row. Because you would never anticipate something no. like I mean, it would be rare to have a four-game losing streak and winning streak in the same year. Without a Seven? Doubt. It's crazy. You saw Tua. Where are you on Tua? I'm glad he's not... Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I've watched Drew Locke. Right. Um, I don't think he's very good. Yet his completion percentage is through the roof. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, if you're a Dolphins fan, I don't think you really feel good about your QB. There's worse in the league, I'll give you that. How far can you go with a guy like him? Completes yeah. a high percentage... Can make plays with his feet. Yeah, I don't. I, I still I like feel like their there's defense. More. I like their defense. Yeah, I think Tennessee will win the football game. 
I believe that they will. And if they do, then Week 18, Kansas City, Denver, means a ton. Who do the Titans have in Week 18? It's got to be a divisional foe. Tennessee finishes up with the Texans on the road. Well, Texans jumped up and somehow beat the Chargers, who needed that game this week. The NFL. Isn't this, though, just an exercise in futility? It's the NFL. There's going to be a stupid upset. Any given Sunday. Nobody sees coming. That. You think you have it figured uh-huh. out, and then it this happens. goes another way. Right. Right. Um, so, just, uh, the Chiefs, there's, I mean, they're, they like to be in their spot, clearly. But Cincinnati's going to be a tricky spot. Cincinnati's got a ton to play for. Absolutely. They're in a good spot right now, but I don't think Cleveland's coming. I know the Steelers aren't. The Ravens look cooked. Might John Harbaugh be in trouble? I would hope not. I mean, that would be so short-sighted. Not trouble. Might John Harbaugh off himself? Look elsewhere? Maybe. You want him in Denver. Been there a long time. Yeah. I I would give anything to get him in Chicago. Sure. I think Sean Payton's going to Chicago. Okay. Yes, indeed. Okay. okay. Sure. With a young quarterback? Yeah. I will take that. Boy, Ian Book looked out of place last night, didn't yeah. he? Well, I thought he looked out of place in the NFL draft to begin with. Right. I mean, I didn't think there's no way in hell this guy's going to be. Well, we've missed before. <laughs> I mean, Justin, come on. He's not going to make it. Thought RG3 was going to make it. Yeah. Here's Kirk Cousins still playing in the league. Which is crazy that they took two picks in that, in the same draft year. Uh, Bama Bob, Trent and I are going to take a look at the four today, the three tomorrow. Dave Sproul is in Orlando. He will opine on Iowa State, Clemson uh, at 1135-ish. We're Miller and Condon. An hour to go on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.